Hey guys, welcome to episode 30 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the descending angel, Lucia Lee. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I'm joined by the descending angel, Lucia Lee. So how are you doing today? I'm really good. I'm, I'm really excited to... Uh, this is the first interview I've done in a while, actually. So I'm looking forward oh, to really? It. Well, I'm honored to have you as a guest. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, firstly, how are you keeping yourself occupied and sane during this whole quarantine thing? <sighs> Honestly, it's like it's a complete nightmare. Like, I just I there's just nothing to do. Like, I'm yeah. just watching, like, a lot of wrestling. I'm trying to, like, work out at home every day because all the gyms are closed. I'm missing training, like, crazy. It's so weird. Like, this is the longest I've gone without wrestling since I started, and it's it feels so odd. Have you been watching, like, Netflix or Hulu stuff other than wrestling at all? Um, I've been, like, binging Friday Night Dinner and Ooh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Much, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's a good show. I yeah. love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Honestly. definitely got to keep yourself busy somehow yeah yeah it's, it's really weird <laughs> now if you could describe the descending angel in three words what words would they be oh okay probably angsty mm-hmm. <laughs> emo and bitchy that's probably the best way Ooh, to describe bitchy. Ooh, definitely. girl <laughs> now I when you emulate yourself as the descending angel since you are bitchy do you have like a certain like trash talking line you use or like what's the most bitchy thing you've said in a promo <laughs> honestly like it's whatever just comes to my head naturally like before I, I like to interact with like the crowd and like in a promo mm-hmm. I, I like to use the word bitch a lot like even like if I'm like gonna get into trouble for it they're like oh it's yeah PG. I'm like I can shit <laughs> And, like, I, I like to be that, like, real mean girl sort of character, but, like, my version, that's okay. really what I go for. That's fair, but you did yeah. originally start out as a baby face for your few batches of matches, firstly. So yes. do you remember your initial thoughts or feelings on being, and finally being a pro in the ring and being a baby face right away? Um, there's, like, one place I still work as a baby face, that's my mm-hmm. home promotion. Okay. Other than, like, I, I do enjoy working as a baby face sometimes but it's so much more fun working as a heel <laughs> honestly like it's it's much easier to get people to hate you than it is to get them to like really like you and mm-hmm. if you can't get them to like you then you're not really doing your job right so it's kind of like oh I can make these people boo me but kind of make them really invested in me it, now with yeah. your first match with Nadia last year like you consider your debut match were you more so the baby face and getting cheered or was she yes. or how was that I, dynamic I was the baby face Nadia okay. is one of the best heels in the UK in my opinion so Pretty she true. looked after me she mm. got she got so much heat it was great it was like, <laughs> they were loud as well it was, it was really nice definitely yeah. a memorable first match then definitely yeah I loved it yeah, we get on really well. We've worked each other, like, once since, and, like, I was really nervous going in, because, like, I'd heard, because obviously I'd seen her work before, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this girl's, like, really intimidating, she's been on the scene for ages, then we got there, and she was just lovely, and she asked me what I wanted to do, she gave me, like, so much, like, input and stuff, which was really sweet. Good, I'm glad that you could have someone to look up to, especially being so young as you are. 
Yeah, definitely. Because she started um, at 16 as well as me. Oh, really? Yes, it's it's really nice Mm -hmm. that, like, she can, like, see someone that's sort of coming up the same way she did. And then, obviously, you transitioned to the more now darker, more heelish character. So how was that transition just months overall? I know you're still the face in that one promotion. But overall, how was that transition from turning to a heel now just months after your debut? So the first time I worked heel... I did like a run-in spot at um, a different promotion and I like I was like so nervous and like because literally it wasn't planned or anything I was just in my gear backstage and they were like Mm -hmm. yeah okay you can go interfere and I was like (laughs) okay then and they were like oh yeah you're joining like this heel faction which is like second to none and I'm like oh okay uh I'm a little nervous I don't know if I'm gonna gonna be able to do this but then like I think it's all about confidence or faking confidence if you're not really like that fake it till you make it yeah definitely that's always me like I didn't really know what I was doing so I was just like screaming in people's faces and just like shouting at kids and just being like as vocal as possible to just like sort of distract from the fact that I didn't really know what I was doing. Was it kind of intimidating having people like boo you or whatever after you've been so used to people cheering? Um, I think that like nah, I don't know in a, in a way because I was like I was, at first I was like, oh, they all hate me. Like, oh, they're all going like, to think that I'm awful. So people like buying into it. It's easier to like, you know, get merchandise out as a baby face and like get True. over more as a baby face. But then people really started like loving to hate me. So now I just sort of like feed into it and I can, mm-hmm. like, I'll try and get as much reaction as possible, good or bad. And then just turn, turning yourself up to 100. Yep. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Now you're obviously still a teenager and I know you said you are currently in college, but what degree are you going for? At college, I was studying sociology, government and politics and English literature. Um, Oh, so a triple, triple major. I don't know how the system works there in the UK, but I don't know if they call it majors, but Um, so you were like a triple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then like um, I'm going on to try and get into teaching in September. Yeah. Because I love working with um, younger kids and I'll probably be looking at um specialist schools where I'll work with kids with like learning disabilities Mm -hmm. now do you just want to teach like a wide variety of subjects or do you have a certain concentration that you're focused in on um for now I don't really mind doing a variety but eventually I want to get like an English literature degree but I wanted to take like a couple of years before I go to like university yeah degree I just want to like I want to like focus on wrestling a little bit for a few years and then Mm -hmm. go back as a mature student absolutely i get it well yeah if this wasn't happening right now you're still so young you have loads of time loads of time now you almost had 50 bookings in your first full year which i think is insane that's quite a lot that's averaging (laughs) like one a week i know you would do like so yeah four or five a month so that's about once a week um so how did you balance wrestling and bookings with schoolwork (laughs) um as much as, like, it annoys my parents, wrestling does sort of come first for me. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I tried to get as, like, much re- revision and stuff in as possible, but, like, mm-hmm. wrestling... If I wasn't wrestling, I just know that I wouldn't be able to focus on my school stuff anyway because I'd just be bored all the time. So, like, I, it's not the best balance, but, like, it does get done mostly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> That's funny. I get that. You want to, your parents are probably, are they pressuring you to, like, get school? Like, you should have an education, definitely, yeah, to yeah, get that definitely. finished. But then, yeah, I get that you have that passion for wrestling that kind of just takes over. Yeah, they're not, like, that into wrestling. They come and watch me, like, three times. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And they're just, yeah, they don't really get it. <laughs> I think... <laughs> 
they've like they're supportive in a way but like not to the extent of like oh we love wrestling no it's very much like they don't really get it but they're just like ah, okay we'll just let you get on with it then fair enough you still are doing your school work yeah and we are absolutely yeah. don't forget that like you said at only the age of 17 you've already become a champion within a well-respected promotion in the uk known as coventry pro wrestling yeah. so how has it been working with them and being trusted to hold such a prestigious title so um coventry is where i started that's like mm-hmm. my home promotion um i've held two championships there now which mm-hmm. is pretty cool um, it was really not. I think I, like, I won the belt on like, my seventh match or something. Wow. It was, they put it on me like very, very quickly. Um, they've always really believed in me. And at first I didn't really get why. But then like, <laughs> other promoters started doing the same. And it's, it's really nice to have like such a like such a lot of trust at such like so early on as well. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, we want you like heading up our women's division. And I'm like, oh, OK. It's, it was a lot of pressure. But I think I did really well with the belt. Then I became like the longest reigning champion at that promotion, which is really cool as well. How many days was that? Um, I think it was either 217 or 218. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. like seven months. Yeah. yeah, that's about seven months, girl. That's yeah, a long felt, time. <laughs> it was great, honestly. Like, cause I was working like so many different girls, and like mm-hmm. that's really where I picked up experience. And yeah, I defended it like ugh, I don't know how many times I defended it, but it was like quite a lot, considering. Well, consider yourself a reigning and defending champion. Be proud of that. But now, obviously, you were defeated for that same title by one of your best friends, Hannah Taylor. So can you tell me more about your friendship with her? Because I love her as well. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hannah is the best. Like, um, so I was asked at CPW in September who I wanted to, like, wrestle. Because they, they got in, like, all of our, like, dream matches. Ooh, mm-hmm. And I, I put together a list of girls I really wanted to work with. Um, like, Millie McKenzie was on that list because I'm a huge Millie fan. I um, know, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else did I ask for? I think I asked for Millie, Charlie. Oh, Charlie Kalani. Evans. Oh, yes. my God, yes. Chevs is the sweetest person, honestly. She's so lovely. Her and Millie are just, oh, they're so uh-huh. sweet. And um, yeah, I had like Jessica Light on the list because um, that was that was Hannah's old name. And yes, they were like, okay, we've booked we've booked um, Hannah and she's going by now. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna wrestle Hannah. I'm really nervous. <laughs> and as soon as she got there, we just clicked straight away, and we had like a really fun match. It's probably one of my like favorite early matches. Mm-hmm. And we just, it's nice when you meet someone that you can just get on with so well. Like there's like quite a there's like a nine year age gap between us, I think ish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can just we just get on so well, and like she's literally like my big sister. <laughs> it was so weird because we were so like nervous, like face each other, uh-huh. and she was like, "Oh, I was nervous to meet you," and I was like, "Well, no, I was nervous <laughs> to meet you. You're amazing." Like, I feel like you guys kind of are very similar to each other because I've had Hannah on before, and I can already <laughs> tell that you guys seem to have like the same personality, so it kind of yeah. clicks together. Definitely. Like, we we literally turned up to a show once, like both wearing Seth Rollins merch, not even oh knowing. My- the set, I, is that so the much. Seth freaking Rollins picture you guys took? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, oh I took my God. Up and she was like, oh my God, you're wearing Seth merch today as well. I was like, yes, <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> twins, that's so funny. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, she's she's great. I cut like a really intense promo on her like the week before we wrestled and mm-hmm. I called her like a Barbie and I was like, oh, she's only there because of her looks. And then like mm-hmm. I met her and I was like, no, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was so scared that she wasn't gonna like me 
because like she's so like, she's so gorgeous and she's so oh, lovely i know it's kind of intimidating but don't tell her that yes. literally this was me like i was so nervous i was like oh my god this like gorgeous like amazing talented she's had a wwe tryout yeah that. she's like and i was so nervous and then she's like saying oh i was really nervous to meet you as well. i was like oh my god why <laughs> Now, I have a question since you mentioned that she looks like a Barbie, which she totally does. But you kind of have the opposite look, which is the dark hair, like the raven, like the raven haired mm-hmm. girl. So had that been your plan? Like, I know when you started, you had the dark hair, too. Had that been your plan? Because I know you draw inspiration from Paige, which we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But had that always been the character you embodied yourself? When I first started, I wanted to go, like, for a really, like, grungy sort of character anyway. Okay. But, like, I wanted to be, like, very, like, inspired by, like, bands like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. like, Nirvana. Um, but then, like, as I sort of grew into myself a little bit more, I was always, like, mm, I'm, like, a little emo deep down. I just sort of <laughs> want to show that. Okay. So I ended up, like, dyeing my hair black, black gear. And, yeah, I just wanted to be, like dark basically okay fair enough i get that so it kind of derives from your music taste i get that yes and over the last year you've worked with a lot of amazing women such as chantal jordan and hannah taylor like we mentioned but is there a certain match you are the most proud of performance wise okay um any of my singles matches with chantal probably the best one we had was, was the last woman standing match that we had at um sww because mm-hmm. we, we would like killing each other um <laughs> i had a great match with lana austin at christmas at cpw and any of my matches with hannah as well but like, i really enjoyed all of those fair enough i feel like you would definitely just you see that passion within yourself and i can definitely <laughs> see that in your work so well, just want to commend you for that thank you i appreciate that now i know some wrestlers have rituals or routines before they go out from their matches so do you have any pre-match routines or rituals that you do to hype yourself up or something um usually it's like music like i'll put a playlist on do my makeup get changed into my gear do my hair um i'll probably like eat something small i'll drink a lucasade apple lucasade not orange because you're allergic to no oh Uh, yeah a little bit allergic to orange oh my god but yeah what's on that playlist of yours then besides some of the bands like what is the top like couple songs that get you the most hype oh okay um i love falling in reverse and escape the fate so Mm -hmm. like or i'll go like for misfits like Mm -hmm. some classic punk stuff like dead kennedys Mm -hmm. and yeah that's my sort of stuff good you have good taste thank you (laughs) And something else that caught my eye on your Twitter was last month you stated that you you felt like you needed to be a fan again once all of this whole pandemic thing is over. So yeah. why is it important for you to not only to be able to wrestle in the ring again, but also kind of take a step back and just enjoy it again as a fan? Um, I have like so many good friends in wrestling that I want to see do well. And I really just want to go and watch them perform because you learn really well from watching great people perform so I want to go to like some bigger shows I've not been to before like I want to go to a progress show I want to go to a TNT show I want to go and like I want to go to a Rev Pro show definitely oh yes yeah definitely I want to see you versus like Zoe Lucas I think would be fantastic because she's huge in Rev Pro oh that would be great that would be crazy because we're both like super flexible i've met yeah i met zoe like once and she was really sweet so i'd, I'd love to wrestle her yeah definitely we gotta get on that once this whole thing's <laughs> over hopefully 
And at such a young age, you already have a great mindset in that you want to learn more and improve yourself in the ring, whether it's perfecting or learning new moves. So what would you say has been the most difficult move to learn so far? So I do a um, reverse DDT split leg drop. Okay. And it, it's like uh, Melina's old finisher. I think yes. It. Yeah. Um, that's really hard for a lot of people to take because they have to sort of like... <laughs> be quite flexible and you have to like hook them and stand them there then you just sort of drop yourself into the split it's not that hard to do on someone that's flexible but learning it on like big six foot guys <laughs> yeah the easiest thing I to can do imagine. yeah once I started hitting it on the girls though it was super easy but like when when it's like bigger guys it's like okay can you just like lean back a little bit more so I can lift my leg up please now, has there been a certain match where afterwards you were the most sore? I'm assuming it's probably one of your earliest matches, but Ooh. after like a certain match, have you been like really sore for days afterwards? Oh, that's a good question. So I um so after my last match, standing match with um last woman standing match with Chantal Jordan, um I sort of like I took a pile I took a reverse pile driver on the apron. Ooh. So my neck, and then I wrestled the next night in like a I wrestled twice the next night because mm-hmm. I did a rumble as well um so after that weekend my body was like pretty pretty sore oh I believe that oh yeah but that's so pretty cool to be able to do a last woman standing match oh definitely yeah it was like it was so much fun we like the promoter was basically just like yeah you two can do whatever you want you main <laughs> event you've got as long as you want mm-hmm. just go out there and do anything and I was like oh, okay great so we've got free reign we can do anything this is great now, has there been a piece of advice from either a mentor or an opponent that has stuck out to you thus far in your career? Oh, so Flash Morgan Webster. Um, I've done like two seminars with him and I think that he's amazing. Like, you know, he's on NXT UK now, which he yes. fully deserves. Um, he said to me, when like you're thinking about what other people are doing wrong and you point in the finger, there's always three fingers pointing back at you. So just like look after yourself first, mm-hmm. mainly. And I'm like, I, I really took that on board because I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. So it, it sort of like it sort of changed my mindset a little bit. Like, don't be so concerned with everyone else. Just sort mm-hmm. of focus on yourself. And um, Kelly Six as well gave me some great advice when I sent him a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he basically said, you're always going to find yourself more interesting than other people. And I was like, OK, yeah, that's, that's a fair <laughs> point. So just be careful about like timing and stuff and mm-hmm. how much you're going to talk. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely. And now I know there are two specific people that got you hooked on wrestling, but before we actually gush over them, because I love them just as much, I know that back in 2014, I believe it was, you spent a whole weekend watching wrestling and then proclaimed that you were going to be yeah. a wrestler. But yeah. I want to know what era of wrestling or what what exactly did you watch that weekend that made you be like, oh, I want to do this? That weekend, I watched as much women's wrestling as uh-huh. I could find on places like YouTube, yep. Daily Motion. I was just like surfing the entire internet for just like any bit of women's wrestling that I could find because like I didn't know it. I didn't even know that like the network existed or anything. Like, yeah, I think that was the first year it came out or late yeah. 2013. So yeah. Yeah, and I was I was just like I was just searching. I found like old TNA matches. I found mm-hmm. like um some indie matches. I can't even remember who was in them. Um, yeah, I was just looking for everything. Then I found like Trish versus Lita um, yep. and they main evented Raw. And I was like, I watched that match like 10 times. I, awesome. I still watch it constantly mm-hmm. today because I think it's like one of oh, it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. For sure. 
it's put me off suicide dives for life but <laughs> it's it's so good honestly are you still scared to do suicide dives yes I'll, okay I'll, like I, I work with my mixed tag partner cj mm. rawlins um for a match and he was like oh we you called in a double suicide dive i was like no I'm not doing that <laughs> no never he was like oh it's really easy i'll show you i'm like no no so i did like a cross body instead because i was like yeah i'm just i just can't do them after that like it's the way that her neck just sort of like landed oh yeah that's true that's true okay yeah i I could just never like i'll do like pretty much anything in wrestling Mm -hmm. but that's like the one thing that i'm always scared of like i'll chuck myself off of like anything like i'll dive to like the outside i'll do a flip to the outside but suicide dives just terrify me that's a fair point because a lot of people have gotten injured from them that's a fair point and now let's talk about I would consider the first woman you saw on your television screen, which was Paige, another native of the UK, who you clearly draw inspiration from in your look Mm -hmm. anyways. So what about her impacted you? She just, she looked so different from Mm -hmm. all the other girls that were on the show. And I was just like, I was really like interested because like I saw like the paleness, and obviously I'm like really pale myself. And I just, Mm -hmm. I saw like, how like strong and passionate she was and the confidence and at the time I was like very awkward as a kid but I was very very shy I still am a little bit like away from the ring but like I just saw her and I was just like oh my god this girl's like the coolest girl I've ever seen and I just think that she's incredible and I just want to be Paige. Now another women's wrestler who you adore is the great Millie McKenzie who kind of you kind of have cited as the being the main reason for your pursuit of wrestling so tell me more about why you're a mark for Millie in your own words. (laughs) Um, So Millie's from about 20 minutes down the road from me. Mm -hmm. She lives like fairly close we're from the same area. I just saw someone that was like very similar to myself like quite a tomboy as a kid you know she was very like just a normal sort of average girl and then she's gone on to like become incredible because she had like amazing training she's put the effort in and she's Mm -hmm. she's so cool like honestly I I still like get really nervous around her she probably thinks I'm like (laughs) she's so sweet but she probably thinks like Lucy just calm down like (laughs) honestly like yeah she she just stood out to me and like when I started seeing her like on more and more shows, I started seeing her like on posters and stuff locally. It was just like, oh, I just want to be like Millie. I want to, I want to do what she's done. Now, have you asked her if you could be a part of Medusa's complex? Because I could totally see you Ooh. with her. Because you kind of have that darker look too. Because and I feel like you would work really well with her and Charlie. That would be great. That's a good. I'm gonna. <laughs> I will speak to her now. I'll, I'll speak to um Charlie or something. I just I love the both of them. I think instead of teaming with them, I'd prefer Mm -hmm. to go against them. Okay. Yeah. Like, my dream match at the moment is Medusa Complex versus me and Chantal. Because I just, Uh I want to get that match somewhere. It was supposed to happen um, in June, but sadly, Mm -hmm. Millie got another book in that day before, like, the Mm -hmm. promoter that was going to book it asked her. So I was like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, okay, well, it'll probably happen at some point. So I'm just, like, waiting for it. Now, speaking of matches that were supposed to happen, you were supposed to face Millie on the 28th of last month, but that got cancelled. But but had you guys had any contact about plans for the match at all beforehand? Um, We were... No, I don't think I spoke to Millie. I spoke to the promoter. Okay. And I was like, this is like a huge match for me. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for booking it. Um, because they, they saw, it was meant to be like a tournament, the Boudicca mm-hmm. tournament, with like 16 of the different girls all over the UK. 
and I was meant to have someone called Hannah, but then someone else pulled out and they had to like move the entire brackets around. I don't know, like I don't really know like the backstage stuff. Oh, I just know yeah. the whole thing got moved. Oh. And then like I just saw it like announced and I was like, Oh no, who have I got now? What's happening? <laughs> and then I saw that it was me and Millie. I was on the phone to my friend. I literally screamed. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like, your idol. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I'm wrestling Millie, I'm wrestling Millie, I'm wrestling Millie, and they were like, where? And I was like, at New Read, oh my god, I'm wrestling Millie, I'm wrestling Millie, and then like, the week before, like, the show that I was meant to be on got Mm -hmm. cancelled, and I was like, yeah, this, I was still holding out hope till like the very last minute that something Mm -hmm. was gonna happen, even if it was like no crowd show or something, Mm -hmm. and then like, we got added to a group chat, and it was like, yeah, this, we can't Mm -hmm. go ahead, and I was like, oh, it's, it's, I understand why obviously yeah but like it was it was like crushing at the time I was so like heartbroken I was like oh. well they, they said that the match will happen at some yeah, point definitely like I'm sure it will it will happen for you at the right time maybe just yes. now wasn't the right time but mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad that you have it to look forward to for sure <laughs> definitely yeah as soon as I like get the opportunity that match mm-hmm. is gonna be like I'm so excited for it I just Epic. and around the same time last month you were scheduled to have an MRI on your knee did you actually go through with that or did they move it or what happened um yeah I've had my MRI done I'm waiting on the results still the results won't be in because of COVID basically like it's not an essential like it's it's not life or death basically I said it will take a while to get my results um it's been really good having a rest because my knee's been injured since November how um so I took a gut buster when I was preparing yeah. for a suplex and mm. I thought that she was gonna basically she said that she'd do the three amigos and then a gut buster so she got me up she gave me one suplex she like spun over ready to give and I thought ready for a second suplex <laughs> but then she just dropped me and I was like oh okay and I just didn't react quick enough so I couldn't like bump properly and I just landed like on my knee and I was like Ooh, ah, yeah that doesn't feel good so then I I got up and I took a code breaker and then I was eliminated from the match and I just got mm-hmm. backstage and Hannah was Hannah was in the match and I was like ow she's like what's <sighs> up I'm like my knee she's like okay I've got free spray so I just like free sprayed it and just hoped for the best and then like I just sort of wrestled through it I didn't take well yeah for months yeah. you did you did months afterwards I, I I'm yeah. just glad it wasn't like life-threatening or like super serious then yeah I think it was getting to the point where it was like ready to give out because there's been some yeah. matches where it's tweaked and it's been like really painful Ooh. to stand on. Mm-hmm. But like it's I'm rehabbing it a little bit now. Like I'm using like um like deep heat on it every day. I'm trying to stretch mm-hmm. it out and then I'm just waiting on my results and hoping that I get some sort of physio. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. I'll see. Yeah. Who happens. who knows anymore? <laughs> yeah. Literally. And now once this whole fiasco is actually over, if you could travel outside of the UK to square off with anyone and it could be an intergender, a tag team or any match of your choice, with whom would it be against and where would you like it to be? Ooh, okay. Um, I'd love to wrestle B Priestley. Ooh, um, that would be so a good one. I, I'd be happy to do that anywhere. Like, I'd love to like either go over to the States because that's where mm-hmm. she's working a lot now. If she came mm-hmm. back over here in Japan like that stardom the, yeah yeah that's the dream but yeah I'd, I'd love to wrestle B I've been a big fan of B for, for so long like since like her WCPW days when she was like just starting out in the UK and yeah I just I, I love her so that'd be a lot of fun 
<laughs> and at the age of 17, you already have a promising and hopefully long career ahead of you. So what would you say are some of your personal or professional goals for this decade? Ooh, this decade. Um, I'd love to like get on some really big shows in the UK. Um, like, like Pro Wrestling Eve too. Eve, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Eve's Eve is such a huge dream. They don't book anyone under eighteen, so I'm hoping yeah. that once I've like, um, hopefully once my birthday comes, I'm gonna mm-hmm. try and get on there because I've worked with a lot of the girls on the show and it would be like a lot of a lot of fun. I, re- I really like their like um sort of riot girl sort of things. Yeah, very like similar with that. I love like mm-hmm. the whole I love the whole aesthetic. And, of, like, and the then company. okay, then you could team with Charlie and Millie though this one time. Okay, <laughs> yes. and Eve. Okay, yes, that would be great. We could take on like Sky, Nightshade, any of the girls. Oh. That'd be that'd be that so much be fun. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to work for some place. I'd love to. Um, I'm meant to be wrestling outside of the UK in September but with corona I don't know like if that's still going ahead yeah um I'd love to get more European bookings and maybe Japan at some point I don't know if that'll happen in in the decade but that's you never know because there's some girls who have been at stardom because of a tryout because like I just talked to someone her name's Gabby Ortiz and she got enlisted in stardom because a girl dropped out and she was only months into her career so you literally never know (laughs) yeah literally and then you could have you and b so that'd be so much fun (laughs) or zoe any of the girls any Mm. anyone on that i'd love i'd love to work I feel like it'd be really funny because you and Zoe, like, are so different, at least with your in-ring personas. But then again, she's kind of aligned with Bobby Tyler, who is a little more darker. But Zoe's all, like, happy and, like, light and everything. But so (laughs) I feel like you could fit in, though. That whole Tokyo Cyber Squad, though, with, like, Bobby, Hannah, Zoe, they're all different, but it all works. So (laughs) that's so cool, honestly. Zoe's Zoe's so good. Like, I see her and I'm just like, oh, you're just so cool. And I love, like, her new, like, beauty wrestler thing. I think that that's so cool. She's, she's just the full package. I think she's great. Absolutely. And now, before I let you go, can you please just let the listeners know where they can find you on social media? So my Facebook page is just Lucia Lee. Uh, you can find that at Lucia Lee Wrestler. Um, my Twitter and Instagram is at underscore Lucia Lee 3. And yeah, that's pretty much everything I have to plug. Yeah. Well, thank so. you so much again for your time, <laughs> Lucia. It was a me. lot of fun chatting with you. Thank you. And to, I feel like you can only go up from here. I really wish this whole freaking corona thing didn't exist because you are just on like the trajectory like beside your knee to just go in high places so i really hope that you you. continue to believe in yourself because you definitely have a bright future ahead of you that's really sweet i appreciate that And that about does it for this episode of A Wrestling Gal, but it was a lot of fun chatting with Lucia. She is definitely an up-and-coming superstar in the making, and it is amazing to see how much and how quickly she is progressing right before our very eyes at only 17 years old. Ah. 
I am such a fan of hers. I enjoy her work very much, and it is just so fun to see her rising through the ranks in the UK scene, and I cannot wait for what this decade has in store for her. And I hope that this quarantine business ends soon so everyone can get back to wrestling. I miss independent wrestling so much, and wrestling in general with crowds. I miss it so much, but I love it. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, stay tuned for a lot of content coming up. I have some very exciting interviews in the works, so I look forward to that. And yeah, stay tuned and thanks again.